Here we go. Episode 14 of the Hardline Sports Talk. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri here with you. Very excited. We got lots of news from the podcast standpoint to get to. And first, JM, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Couple announcements here. We, first of all, have finally finished. No, I'm kidding. We have voicemails. You can send us voicemails. I'm going to have JM explain it in a minute, but you want to ask us questions to answer here on the podcast like we do with the email, which we have a couple and we're going to answer in a little bit, but you can send us voicemails of questions and we can answer them right here when we record. So I'm going to have JM explain how you do that. Yeah. So basically what you're going to do is um, you make a voice recording, whether it's with your phone or with your laptop or with whatever and just convert it to an mp3 file and send it to us um now you can convert it on your phone you can do it where you upload it directly to your google drive from your phone and then you could share it with us if you want i mean it's easier with email anyways but if you want to share it with us you know our uh our email it's hardline is it hardline st hardline gmail? sports hardline talk. sports talk Sp- spelled out at gmail.com um, so yeah, that, that's basically what, so whatever you want to talk about, maybe we'll put the topics that we're going to be talking about in our story. If you want a little bit of a, an idea of what we're going to be talking about and you have a question or a hot take or whatever it is, um, that's how you can do it. With the, or you could just DM it to us on Instagram, but we'd prefer to get it through the email. We want to hear from you. We have questions again that we're going to answer in a little bit from our email and I'm excited to get started because we have a big topic to get to Yes, and that is... The sticky substance. I, I like that. I like saying it like that. But the illegal substances that pitchers have been using, the MLB is finally trying to crack down on it, even though it's been going on for years and years. They've known about it. They know probably over 50% of the pitchers in the league use it. And yet now they decided, hey, let's crack down now. Yeah, now it's coming out. Now all of a sudden they're going to be doing checks in the middle of games. And Rob Manfred, Mr. Pace of Play, all of a sudden he wants to stop the game for five minutes to check if a guy's got spider tech on his belt or on the top of his hat. Listen, obviously this comes from a different standpoint because my favorite team's ace is the, the centerpiece around this whole thing. To be honest with you, I think it's just, a, I don't want to say a joke, but it's not that big of a deal. Like you said, pitchers have been doing it for years. Now, did Garrett Cole have a really, really bad answer to that question? Yeah. I mean, oh. I think it's obvious that he's used substances. And so has Al Leiter said it. He said 95% of pitchers have used some sort of substance at some point in their career, which is basically his way of saying, I used it. Um, Al Leiter, a all-star pitcher in his career. Um, yeah. I think this this story. I think Garrett Cole's a great pitcher with or without Spider Tech, and I think Trevor Bauer's a great pitcher with or without Spider Tech. That's my take on it. It it's been used for so long, and I, I read something before about Jacob Degrom. Like this guy just wrote an article. Like if it was if it did come out that Degrom was using it, it would be you know so upsetting that he wouldn't. These numbers would. Compared to Bob Gibson, who oh, did it perfectly. How do we know Come Bob on. Gibson yeah. wasn't using yeah, anything? Back, right back in the 1960s, when you know they didn't have 4K HD cameras zooming in on guys and stuff like that. Now on Twitter, every 30 seconds I see, oh, uh, this guy adjusted his belt. You think yeah. he's grabbing sticky stuff? Like, these guys are under the microscope. 
stuff slid right under the rug back then. Come on now. Yeah, so to me, listen, I think they have to do something. I think that they should regulate yeah. it. I do. Maybe even have... I I heard Aaron Boone say that he thinks MLB's coming out with something that is a preferred substance that they can use. Right. That is, you know, gives something them a better grip. Something that gives you a good grip but doesn't increase your spin rate, like, a lot. Right. That's where we have to go with that. And, listen, like we said, 50%, maybe more, we don't know, but that's what we think of pitchers are using it. Right. But Cole and Bauer are at the forefront because... These are the guys that Cole gets paid the most out of any pitcher ever, yeah. and Bauer gets paid the most annually ever. Yeah. So they're going to be the two guys at the front of it. The way that they are able to track this is spin rate mm-hmm. and like the RPMs and yeah. how much. So Cole and Bauer's, theirs have you know grown a significant amount right. in the past few years, which is why these guys are all – that's one of the other reasons why they're kind of at the forefront here. I think it was like 500 and 300 RPMs. Yeah. Bauer was the most, and then Cole was the, yeah. the second most. Listen, stuff like this has been around forever. Think about the spitball. That that was, you know, 100 years ago guys were doing that. They've used sunscreen. They've used Vaseline. They, you know, they, they literally – they have a rosin bag on the mound. I mean, I know that's – it's not spider tech, but – they're using a substance, Michael Pineda. You think about him with the pine tar, like they, he wasn't even trying to hide it. Yeah, the, the the MLB has left a lot of leeway room and that that gray area about. What did this. you say before? What was your example before? Oh, about you're not like I heard this on um, the radio today. Speeding, so you're going. You know, you say the cops give you like 10, 15 miles an hour on the highway. You're going 65 miles an hour in a 55. Are you speeding? Yeah, but you're not really speeding until you get caught. It's until you keep, you know, pushing the limit and pushing the limit. Then you get pulled over and now you were speeding. It's kind of the same thing. These pitchers have been using substances forever. They're pushing the limit, pushing the limit a little now. And now it's getting to that point where they're going to get pulled over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some, some pitchers, I mean, so, excuse me, some hitters actually like it. Some hitters actually like that they use substances because they think it gives them better control but but that's actually not true because i think hit by pitches i read a long article by jeff pass i didn't even finish it yesterday on espn plus and it was basically saying you know what what has to be done what should be done and i'll tell you this this is a quick fix it's not like steroids it's not like anything like that because let's say everybody this weekend Every pitcher stopped using whatever they're using. There is a really good chance that you'll see a spike in batting average and a spike in runs. It's harder to hit a baseball and get a hit today than it has been ever. Yes. That's statistically proven Mm -hmm. because they haven't been – the offense is down so much. Right. But does that have anything to do with the dead balls? We think – that's they a whole said, that's a whole and that's a whole topic. different and argument. And it's another bad job by the MLB. Um, Rob Manfred said he had no, he doesn't know that he got asked about the dead balls. That's on Rawlings. First of all, the MLB owns a part of Rawlings. Okay, so don't act like you have no idea what's going on. And he knows. I don't get why you can't just be upfront with your players and let them know, hey, the ball's going to be dead this year. Like, why does it have to? Like, just let them know. And this can lead into the next discussion about Pete Alonso, who on Wednesday, in his press conference before the game, had claimed that the Major League Baseball manipulates the balls from year to year, depending on what the upcoming free agent class is going to be. 
So if there's a lot of hitters, they deaden the ball. And if there's a lot of pitchers, they juice the ball up. Right. That is a massive ac- accusation. I mean, massive. Mm-hmm. If that was even proven, if that's proven, the amount of lawsuits. Yeah. I, I, that's how it's not. That's how you know it's not true because I if this mean, is talked about within the players' association, and I know, I know how you feel. If this is talked about in the players' association and they haven't filed anything yet. Yeah toward Major League Baseball suing them, whatever. I mean, this this is a massive yeah. case. I mean, I'm not going to jump all over this, but it does raise the question. I really wouldn't be that surprised. Uh, like I said, there's not a lot of proof and substance to this, but we know how cheap owners are. We saw it last year with the negotiations and why we played a 60-game season and they didn't with the prorated salaries and everything like that. Like, the owners are really cheap. Um, so it wouldn't surprise because Rob Manford works for the owners. Let's get that straight, okay? He's the yes. commissioner of the league, but he works for all thirty owners. They're they're his boss. He's not their boss. Um, so it re- if that wouldn't shock me. Do I think it's true? Probably not. But like I said, it really wouldn't surprise me. That that would be one of the craziest things. I one of the craziest things between like owners and and players yeah. going back at it where a commissioner steps in and a league steps in and at, yeah. like that that would be on that nothing like that has ever happened yeah. and i want to get to this quick luis rojas was in an interview yesterday on carton and roberts and they asked him about this the the legal substances yeah no comment right why why does no manager want to talk about it because they're all because yeah. he he knows something i mean i'm sure he doesn't want to get in trouble for what he says but yeah, you're right. He knows something. It's it's obvious. They they're not gonna come out and say it. They're not gonna say, "Oh, everybody's using it." They're not gonna say that. They know. They they all know what's going not, on. And listen, I don't think, you know, a hundred percent of pitchers are throwing uh, with some sort of substance, but I think way way more than fifty percent, probably over seventy percent, are. Trevor May had um, I don't know if it was an older video or a newer video. I'm guessing it was a newer video. He posted on his Twitch channel. If he's ever used an illegal substance, and he said yes, he had dabbled with it, but it didn't work. He just he didn't like it, right? So he stopped. Yeah. And he kind of had impl- he had kind of said like, "Oh, we as it, who's we? Yeah, coaching staff. Yeah, that that's who we is. Yeah. A pitching coach. Did they probably <laughs> listen? This is like a little bit of a crazy comparison, but it's like drug dealers. Like everyone knows." Where in the MLB, where do you get it from? Oh, where do you get your spider tech? Oh, this, you know, it gets passed down from people. You know what I mean? Like the coach, the, the bullpen coach for every team probably has some in his back pocket. I mean, it's not like these guys are going, Garrett Cole's pulling up to some guy's house outside of Yankee Stadium and getting spider tech and not telling anybody. Right. They know. They know. They have to know. And by the way, we didn't bring this up. Josh Donaldson I wanted to like just the say biggest that. idiot on the planet after those comments. I'm sorry. Like, I understand. I don't want to get crazy Yankee boy here, but like, I understand that these accusations are out there, but there's really not a lot of proof and substance there. And for him to just come out and throw Garrett Cole under the bus, which really isn't smart when you're about to face him the next day, and then he makes you go over three and strikes you out twice. But anyways. You to come out and say that and accuse him of that and be like, just look at the spin rates, like you know everything. Like, come on, guy. I don't have a problem with him calling anybody out. It kind of sucks for Garrett Cole no, that facts. he's. It kind of sucks for Garrett Cole that he's again 
taking the brunt of this. And his, again, his interview was god awful. I've never seen an answer yeah. like that. I mean, that that has to be the worst possible answer in yeah. an interview I've ever seen in my entire life. Which was surprising because a Garrett Cole's a bright guy, and b he knew that question was coming. So he had to have known. He had to, they had to be like a nerves thing, or a, he I w- don't even know. They were they have to request who gets interviewed yeah. before and after the game. He was not pitching that day. Yeah. He had to know the question was coming. But I don't have a problem with Donaldson calling out calling people out. Castellanos has called it out. He's he's like we all know they they're using it. So I don't have an okay. issue with that. But if, I no 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 I have an issue with him like you said, kind of pointing at one guy. Yeah, that's, that's the issue. Say, yeah. that's the issue right. I have because yeah okay. You want to call it out. You, you want to say you have a list. That's fine. And you want Major League Baseball right. to do so. That's how you feel. Yeah. And it's unfair to you. Yeah. Do something about it. Because like like Cole said, it's low-hanging fruit. Like Donaldson, you, you Josh Donaldson probably knows most of the league is using it, but he has to directly call out Garrett Cole. And then he tried to save himself a little. He's like, eh, you know, I know a lot of other guys are using it too, but he's calling out Garrett Cole. I'm like, if you know the whole league is using it, then why, why are you just picking out Garrett Cole? Because he's the best one? Because he's making the most money. Yeah, he had been asked um, when he first got here to New York about yeah. if he used His it. His name in... has always been floated around. With I remember that. Listen, I think this goes back years. That the Astros is what first. That's comes to where mind it because, comes from. Because of course it comes from the Astros, but and we'll get to that a little later. But um, the Astros, believe it or not, their whole whenever you think the Astros, we obviously think the sign stealing scandal. But when. That 2017 year, I think, Charlie Morton and those guys were coming to the Astros, and all of a sudden, Charlie Morton looked like a Cy Young, and he was like, not really, he was like a four, bottom of the rotation starter, and his spin rate was up, and everything, Justin Verlander, they got him from the Tigers, he looked like the Justin Verlander of old, his spin rate was up. Where do you think that came from? And I'm not, this isn't me just calling out the Astros and being like, oh, of course it was them, because... Listen, this compared to a sign stealing scandal is nowhere even close. Um, but it's been around for a while. Like, it's not just Garrett Cole and it's not just Trevor Bauer. It's I mean, been they, here for a while. They're breaking a rule. I mean, they are. Yeah. But it's not a rule that is enforced much. Right. So Pete Alonso again had said he, he does not care. Yeah. Basically, that the pitchers manipulate the ball, you know, put sticky stuff on it, get a better grip. He doesn't care. He thinks it's a control thing. He likes that. He has a problem, again, with the way Major League Baseball manipulates the baseball from year to year. Right. And I don't believe it right. at all. You and don't believe that they accusation. do it because of the free agency? Yes. You do believe that they changed the baseball? Oh, they have yeah. changed the baseball. I mean, yeah. the, there was juice for a few years. Yeah. They were I think the MLB runs. has even admitted it. Like I said, they the admitted it in the beginning thing. of the yeah. year. Yeah. I remember reading an article from The Athletic. Right. They said they deadened the ball a little bit. Right. And I was like, okay. Because I remember reading the article. They, were, they said, we're just doing it a little bit. You're not even going to be able to tell the difference. I can tell the difference. We all can tell the difference. The ball is not flying out of the parks the way it was the past few seasons. It's completely obvious. Listen, with Pete Alonso's comments, I get what he was saying. I don't want to call them soft, but, like, I didn't really get what he was saying because I understand he wants for a good control thing. He was saying, you know, these guys are throwing 100 miles an hour. I don't want to be getting hit. I get that, but the spider tech stuff is also a lot of 
you know, guys' sliders are more nasty. Their fastballs have more run and stuff like that. So, Apparently he doesn't care. So, yeah, him saying, I don't care, I mean, I don't know. I think that's a bit of a show for just like, oh, I don't care. Like, you know, I'll hit whatever, but. Well, he's been hitting, so. Yeah, he has been I hitting. Don't, I don't, I don't. Whatever floats, whatever floats his boat, whatever works for him. So, let's get right into, we're going to talk a little Mets, little Yankees here. The Yankees, they are playing right now, so we'll get to them in a minute. The Mets beat the Baltimore Orioles Wednesday night. Killed them. 14-1. Bats came alive after a stinker on Tuesday night. David Peterson was terrible. And it kind he of really hasn't been good, has he? Kind of, well, for a little bit, it was really good start, bad start. Okay start, bad start. It was just yeah. like that. But now it's just been... It's been it's been rough, and Luis Sorjas was asked now if he's going to make his next start in AAA or here at the major league level and he's going to make his next start mm-hmm. but Matt fans are not happy I mean Joey Lucchese's been better than him Joey Fuego my guy the churf I get made fun of because I love saying Joey Fuego's name I mean Joey Fuego is Joey Lucchese's nickname and this kid over here likes to make fun of it every time because you can't throw 94 miles an hour and be called Joey Fuego if he threw 102 miles an hour yeah Joey Fuego I he, can he think throws less than the league average for average fast. I can think of nicknames that just don't go together, and we still say it. And you're, you're gonna be like, "Oh, the Bronx Bombers." Yeah, like they're hitting the Bronx oh, okay, Bombers. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice, we, nice low blow right there. Before, yeah, before, where did you come up with that one? Before they go to Minnesota, which come on, they actually oh, the, you want to talk about the amazing Mets. Oh yeah, they're so amazing. They are yeah. amazing right oh, now. Amazing, yeah. The way the Yankees play, I know we're switching teams here. We'll just go back and forth. The way the Yankees play against this team is unbelievable. I mean, it is literally oh, like it is. Li- just, did you see that stat? I didn't, but what is it? I was trying to find it, but since over the last like twenty years or something like that, the Yankees have I think like a seven fifty winning percentage against the Twins. They're like. <laughs> I don't remember how many, what the time span was, but they're 101 and like 37 against the Twins. Like, Listen, if there's, total. Any, if there's, yeah, total. If there's any team to get the Yankees out of a slump, it's the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Stanton's coming alive. Looks like he's coming alive mm-hmm. a little bit. We'll see, though, if they can close it out. What inning are they in right now? Um, they're in the top of the ninth. And the Yankees. Up 5 3. Bottom of the ninth, 5 3. The Yankees are what nineteen and zero in their last nineteen games against the Twins in the postseason. That that's unbelievable to me. That is yeah. shocking. Here we go. New York, no, New York is sixteen and two against the Twins in the postseason. Eighty nine win percentage. That is unbelievable. That that is owning a team. Yeah. That is absolutely owning a team. But anyway, back to the Mets. Quick, they again. Peterson had a stinker on Tuesday. They come alive. Billy McKinney, who they traded some like low, like A prospect for, he was like seventeen. Right. He's been great for this team so far. He plays good defense in the corner outfields. He's got some speed and he has some pop, and he's been hitting the ball. He's been a great acquisition. He he's here until twenty twenty three, which is kind of nice. He's a bench piece that they can really use. He's been he's floated around a couple teams. He's on the Yankees at one point. Yeah, he's on the Blue Jays. Let's get something straight here, though. Mets might not have a single offensive player in the All-Star game. Unless Alonzo keeps, you know, tearing it up here, he might get some serious consideration. But the Mets have three starters that should be in the All-Star game. 
three starting pitchers. Three yeah. starting pitchers. Jacob DeGrom, Stroman, and who? Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker has been a top ten pitcher in baseball this season. Yeah, he I mean, he's been, been good. that good. One of the best free agent signings. Probably the best free agent signing. Can you think of one better this season, this offseason? That's panned out better? Yeah, so far through um, through I mean, June. Not off the top of my head. Not Bauer, because, I mean, the money. Not Springer. Not Springer. Not, I mean, James McCann. I mean, Real Muto was a re-signing. Out of the big ones, no. Oh, Marcus Simeon. Marcus, Marcus Simeon. Simeon's up there. Yeah. Marcus Simeon probably is. I mean, the guy's like all-star level. MVP. So is... Yeah, but Walker's all-star level. Walker should you know, be an all-star. He's a 2.9 war, Marcus Semien. Literally in the MVP conversation. You think he's in the MVP yeah. conversation? Dude, if you have 2.9 war in 60 games, that's a 9 war over 100. That's uh, a little less. It's like an 8 war over 160. I'm just trying to think of like three guys in the AL. Vlad, obviously. Vlad, Otani, Judge. Otani. Um, I think DeGrom's the MVP in the NL. Like how could well, I'll talk be? about AL. No, yeah. I know, but I'm saying, how could he not be the MVP in the NL right ah, now? Yeah. Look at the numbers. I mean, the guys... Have you seen his ERA plus? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how that's possible. I screenshotted it last it's night. It's 600 and like... So, it's 650 or something like that, which is it's 625. Of. League average is like 100. 100. Like really good is like what, like 150? Like 150. You're, yeah. 150, you're like in the Cy Young conversation. He's at six twenty. He took over the lead, all time lead for it. Kershaw was second. Pedro's third. He took over the lead Jesus for it. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to the game tonight. Uh, tomorrow, excuse me. Well, tonight, Friday. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be the first game in which they have over like ten thousand. It's gonna be like there was thirty thousand tickets nice. for sale. I think there's gonna be like twenty five thousand there. Where are your seats? Left field. First deck or second deck? I don't know. I gotta look. Oh, you you just gonna walk in and see what? Well, I, I didn't. Purchased them. Oh, okay. You going to Shake Shack? <sighs> Shake Shack was packed the last time I was there. Really? They got uh, Pat Lafrida's. It's a steak sandwich place. That's Very actually, good. I might get good. that. Yeah. Little oh juice. You dip it in the gravy? No. Why wouldn't you do that? I don't really like gravy that much. What's Pat Lafrida. It was good. I I didn't have. I had cheese. It was steak and cheese. It was good. Get a sauce and your peppers. Maybe my second dinner. Oh your wait, we did. Dinner. We did get Shake Shack. Because we got in really early the last time I was there. Okay. So we got in at like 5. I ate Pat Lafrida's. I didn't eat anything all day. I was like, I'm going to save up for oh this. God. And then at like 9 o'clock. That's what you want to do. You want to go into City Field starving. Because you'll spend $50 easily. Ooh. When when money's not a problem Oh, yeah. Here. <laughs> Mr. Moneybags over here. Okay. No, but. So at 9 o'clock, we had went over and got a little Shake Shack. All right. I didn't finish it, but. That's hot. And it, Dude, the Shake Shack fries, I mean, are just ridiculous. They are. I didn't get a shake, though. That's all right. No, I regretted it. Okay, you just go go get some uh, soft serve at, in the, in the little Met souvenir cup. Well, we forgot they close. Everything closes, and it, they they did this before Why would they COVID. Close an ice cream place at the exactly. End of the, that's literally when people get ice cream. Like seventh inning and later. You that's go when get you ice want cream. it. Maybe they don't close the ice cream. I don't know. I didn't look for if it. I just are, assumed. If you are at a baseball game, and you're eating ice cream before like the fifth inning. You're, you're a weird. Psychopath. You're weird. Okay. Yeah, like second dinner's got to take yeah. place Unless at like, it's like the seventh inning. By some, mes- by somehow it's like a nine o'clock start. Okay, but that never happens. So you're weird. That yeah, that is weird. I got. I'm gonna look for it tomorrow because I do want a souvenir cup. Give me a souvenir. Yeah, give me a souvenir cup. You want a Met souvenir cup? Yeah, why not? I, I when we went to the Yankee game, I had the big ass like soda cup. Yeah. We we lost it though. Yeah. Well, you did. Yeah, it was a new one too. You're gonna take it. 
Well, we moved seats ten times. The Yankees are still recycling the t- 2019 souvenir. Card. I know, because you got one. Yeah. I had the new one, though, and I was giving it to you. What are we, what were we talking about? I don't know. Something about baseball. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> we're wow. talking about the Mets and... DeGrom being an all-star and Strowman. Oh, oh wait, hold on. Walker. So, I'm listening to an interview today, right, on High Heat, MLB Network, Chris Russo, your boy. Yeah. Why is he my boy? Because you don't like you him. You throw around my boy. Everybody's Because you boy. don't like him. He's my boy. I like him. Just, I love him. I don't dislike him. He's just annoying. He's entertaining. He's an entertainer. Oh, the Dodgers are the best team in the NL West. Like, he would never say that he's a Giants fan. He would never say something like that. He's a nut job. Okay. He takes Adderall before he, the... He also hates the Yankees. Like, he hates yeah. the Yankees. Him and Michael Kay, I think, used to have, like, beef, but now they're friends. Yeah, well, I mean, they did compete against each other for yeah. a little bit. Anyway, so he, he had Sandy Alderson on today. First of all, this is the interview with Sandy Alderson, I swear to God. Yeah, so <clears throat> I... um, So the team has been playing really well. I really like the job that Scott, uh, Zach Scott's on. <clears throat> like clears his throat like every 30 seconds. And I'm, I'm I start cause I was eating something and I'm like looking up. I'm like, is this guy going to stop clearing his throat? It's very distracting. And he starts laughing at one point. I'm like, he's gotta be laughing at himself with how many times he's cleared his throat. It was like really tough to listen to. But one of the things he said was Carlos Carrasco, who was in the trade for Francisco Lindor and he was supposed to come back in May. Then is it was. He, is he still going out to dinner? Then it was end of May. We'll get to that in a minute. End of May. Then they were like, okay. Then beginning of June and now July. Now he's coming back in July. Okay. There's been absolutely no setback there that we know of. It's just that he's not strengthening it enough. That's a problem. Right? I mean, is it going to be like chronic? Like, is he not going to be able to come back? Is he losing velocity? No, they think he's. It's his hamstring. They think he's going to be ready by July. But, right. I mean, still. They have to go add a pitcher. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to go add a starting pitcher, whether he comes back and is effective or not. What happened to Yamamoto? Did he get hurt? Is oh, he suck? He had a terrible start. And then he got hurt. Okay. He's on, like, the 60-day IL. You know, because anybody that comes up and plays for the Mets, they got to get hurt. You know? Yeah, of course. That's what happens. But yeah, uh, Michael Conforto might be back sooner than they thought too. Kind of like when they actually thought, like end of June. Wow, so they were actually accurate about an injury for once in baseball? Well, you know, a setback can easily happen here. McNeil might be even back in a week or two. Oh my god. What? Or will the Chapman just blew the save? Josh Donaldson did a two-run home run, and then Nelson Cruz did a walk-off two-run home run. Oof. uh, Oh my god, are you serious? That helps the fantasy team, though. I've never seen uh, Chapman blow a save like that. Wow. His ER, he, did, he did not get an out. Oh, my God. What's his ERR? Like way off. One nine six now. What was it before? Was it not even Zero one? Zero or, or point. No, oh, it was like po- point five or yeah. something. He gave up one run. Wow. Oh, that's my a terrible God. Are loss. you kidding me? Four runs in the ninth without recording an out. I mean, they, they won two out of three, but that's just not how <laughs> you want to end it at all. Go there, the Yankees. They're going to Philly for a weird two-game set. Yeah. Two-game weekend series off tomorrow. Right. Yeah, and then they they play the Phillies two games off Monday. Listen, there's no reason for anyone to have an off day over the oh. past two games at all. Giancarlo Stanton's not playing this weekend. What do you mean? I I heard the oh because of the NL. They're not yeah, playing in okay, left field. Yeah. That well, is that's what we garbage. Now. That is 
garbage. We created a guy that can't play the field. He's just going to sit and be a DH the rest of his life. Like he's David Ortiz and 38 years old and can't field the baseball. That's what we've created now. A guy who was an average to above average fielder in the first place. Great arm. Decent glove. No. He can't play the outfield now. But like I said, he can swing, sit in the dugout for three innings, and then swing again and run sprint 90 feet. And that's fine. But him running in the outfield? No. Boone had said right before he got hurt, they were like kind of ramping him up in the like he's been taking fly balls, you know, play yeah. he practices in the outfield, and then he got hurt. And then he said, Well, we just started ramping him up again, so he's not gonna be able to play this weekend, but you know I can't like that is shocking to me. Shocking to me. Brutal. This whole this whole way of saving players and I mean how many times have we talked about it? It's it's just it's not fun and it doesn't even make sense to me, honestly. But these aren't the Yankees aren't just making these. It's not like Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman are meeting in their offices that they're saying let's let's spend stay. And they're talking to trainers and doctors and they're telling them to do this. So maybe they just know more than us. So I don't get it. You know what's crazy though, and I wanted to save this for the NBA, but I'll oh. just say it now. What? Sorry. No, nah, Chapman, you, he clearly was off tonight. The, the home run that Donaldson hit was ninety-five miles an hour down the middle. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Chad, no, he does it. This isn't even concerning. Chapman does this all the time. I have like this one random day where he just doesn't have his stuff at all, and he's at like four mile, yeah, four to five miles an hour of less velocity. Oh, that's good. Does. That's good. Yeah, that's that's he literally threw it directly down the middle. So. Anyway, with I wanted to bring this up when we talk basketball, but I will just bring it up now with the Nets. And I was listening to a Nets fan today argue with a Knicks fan about resting players. And how Giannis hasn't been able to play the type of minutes that Durant and Kyrie kind of have. Right. They sit Giannis for a longer period of time. And the, the Nets fan was Evan Roberts this, today yeah. on WFN. And he had said, the Nets sit Harden and they sit Durant. Well, they don't sit Harden. They sit Durant and they sit Kyrie. They don't play him back to back so they can play him 40, 45 minutes when they need to in the postseason. Right. So he goes, if they win a championship, I don't want to hear it. And he's right. See, I don't get that, though. Because... You go to run a marathon, right? You're running, you know, a marathon's 26 miles. You're running 20-something miles a couple of times to get yourself ready. You're not running five miles and then resting for, you know, a couple days. You're 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 conditioning your body to do the whole 26 miles. So it's the same thing with that. You Wouldn't you want to have your guy play 40-something minutes during the regular season and get his body conditioned to handle it? Well, he is, but... You know, the back-to-backs, I guess. and The back-to-backs, yeah. Maybe you restrict his minutes a little, but I don't know about just sitting him on the bench. I don't like it. I, I You know how I feel about it. But at the same time, if it works, like I it kind of looks Nets, like it's working. I also think the Nets have the luxury of they have three MVP caliber players where they can get away with stuff like that. The Bucks are still a great team, but you take Giannis off that team, and that's a whole different look. The Nets have made the regular season just not matter. And that's an NBA problem. Yeah. That's not a Nets problem. If they want to rest their superstars because they want them fresh for the postseason, right. they do that. See, I don't like when people say that, though, where they're like, in the NBA, the regular season doesn't matter. Because that only applies to a team if you're ridiculously talented like the Nets are. Like, Obviously, the regular season matters. Look at the, you know, the teams like the Knicks can't just be like, oh, the regular season doesn't matter. We're locked in for the playoffs. Uh, no, obviously you're not. It's just teams like that that have all the talent in the world where 
they can rest KD one day, and you still have Kyrie and James Harden, and you can rest Kyrie. Like, you get away with stuff like that. I get it, but at the same time, it's still, like, it's it's not like they're the only teams resting players. Right. Everybody does it. Not everybody, but most teams in contention yeah. do, do it. So I think they need to figure out a way. I don't know what the way is to regulate it or make the regular season matter a little bit more to I the. Think they tried it with that play-in tournament, but that doesn't. It's not going to make a difference. It doesn't affect the top it seeds. Doesn't affect the top seeds exactly. You got to do something that affects the top seeds. I don't know what it is. I don't, I honestly don't think they could come up with something because even if you did like a play-in tournament for those top seeds, where not obviously a play-in tournament where you would see if they get in the playoffs, but like a home court advantage type of a thing, or, like, they're not going to care about but that. But they have that. Like, okay, whatever. The Nets had a chance to yeah. beat the 76ers. They don't, they don't care for home court advantage. They don't care. There's they're no like, way. we don't need it. There's no way of fi- The only way you would fix it is try and restrict these super teams, but how the hell are you going to do that? You can't. So I don't know what they'll do, I guess. I don't know. I don't – I guess you're right. I don't think it's a problem, especially for most teams. But yeah. it does stink when, you know, you're going to watch or even go to one of these primetime games and – one of the superstars aren't there. Right. So the Yankees lose a tough one, seven five. Chapman blows the save. The Mets will start a three-game set over the weekend. Degrom on the mound tomorrow against on Friday night against the San Diego Padres. I like saying San, San Diego. Diego. Yeah, I like saying that. Why? I don't know. It sounds cooler than San Diego. San Diego. You don't like that? No. I think I heard it in Drake and Josh. Remember when they go to the Padre game? Yes, with the foam that finger. A That's a great That's a really episode. episode. You see iCarly's coming back. Really? Yeah. Uh, um, what do you call it? Re- oh. Not like a reunion, like actual episodes. Remind me to not watch it. But Sam's out. Oh, really? No Sam. I don't know who they replaced her with, but they replaced her with somebody. I have no idea. I have not kept up with It's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. I think so. Freddy's there. Is he still fat? So is Spencer. Gibby's skinny, there's no point in watching it either. You're, you're actually right about that. i got to check if Gibby's in it. Right. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, if Gibby you're interested. start getting fat. Friends reunion, you watch it or no? No. Yeah, i got to watch it. I'm not a big show it. guy, to be honest with you. I don't... The only times I've like really... Sopranos. ...really watch the show is, yeah, The Sopranos. i got to watch Outer Banks. Have you still not watched The Sopranos? No. I don't have time. I have to watch Outer Banks. Because no, season, watch Outer Banks. season two is coming out, Who and I'm a, I'm they in love with Madeline they, Klein. They don't even film it in Outer Banks. So what? They can film it in Africa. Okay. Yeah, because that would look like Outer Banks, right? Well, no, you're right, but still, Madeline, what's her name? Madeline Klein. Yes. She's hot. Yes, she's very pretty. Like yeah. insane. Yeah. I follow her yeah, on relax. Instagram now. Yeah. I'm just saying, I have to watch that, even though she's date she's dating John B in real life too. Yeah, I know. That's sad. Why is it sad? You know, she's taken. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to... let know you're available. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get to our list, which is top five cheating scandals in sports history. This should be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, top four. Big four sports. Yeah. And we're not... Listen, we don't think, obviously, this pitching thing is, you know, one of those. But while you know, we're on the topic... While we're on the topic, we thought this would be a good idea. Doing. Yeah. So we will be right back. The SND Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us we now. We are back, Hardline Sports Talk, episode 14. 
Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri here with you. We're going to get to our list, which is the top five cheating scandals, biggest cheating scandals in sports history. The major, four major sports. Why did you have to look at me like that? Because I knew you were going to forget to say it. Well, I didn't. You did. You literally just did. And then you had to correct yourself. After I looked at you. Alright. Alright, you want to go first? Lumpy. Yeah, sure. Number five. Deflategate Patriot scandal. Listen, this is more of a publicity thing why I'm putting this. I really didn't really care that much about this, to be honest with you. And I'm a Jet fan. I thought this thing was overblown with the whole... The footballs were deflated and... Tom Brady got caught in um, the AFC Championship game against the Indianapolis Colts, where they absolutely murdered them, 45-7. to um, Yeah, this is, like I said, more of a publicity thing. This got really blown up by the media and everything like that. Patriots won the Super Bowl that year. That's my number five. Um, I don't know if you have it higher, higher, but I'm sticking with it. A little higher. I got Spygate at five. Uh, this is when the Patriots were spying on the Jets' practices and there's de- uh, defensive coaching coaching signals. Uh, yeah, this happened at the beginning of the year in 2007. And they were caught. Was anybody suspended? Were they suspended at all? I don't, I don't remember. The NFL really just doesn't come down hard on people for stuff like this. They don't really care. And this is not... They obviously got caught with that, but that's not the first time they've done it. They also got caught... Very recently, filming the Bengals sideline when they were apparently yeah, filming sh- a documentary. Did you know the Jets used to throw out fake playbooks into the garbage because they knew Patriots people were looking through the garbage for their playbook? That's crazy. They threw out fake playbooks. That's like issue. Like yeah, kind of like you're just so obsessed. And that's that goes with getting an edge. That just gets swept under the rug when we talk about Bill Belichick's legacy. It's like nobody brings that up, which is surprising. Yeah. Number four, I'll go four. Yeah. I'm going to go deflate gate at four. Okay. Right at four. Uh, it was It was so overblown, it was almost like, okay, is it really that huge of a deal? It also made no sense to me how they couldn't have gotten caught. I mean, yes, it was a rainy day. The, the game, it was it, when they destroyed the Colts. It was a rainy night. I remember that. But the, the refs have to touch that football. Yeah. They have to touch all of them. Yeah. It just, it all didn't add up. No. And then they were blaming it on, they were blaming it on like an assistant. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. He got the brunt of it. That was, that was kind of nice. funny. That's yeah. always nice. It was kind of funny though. Yeah. All right. So Deflate Gate is four for me. Next. My number four is the Cardinals Astros cheating scandal. This story is just nuts. So I forgot Astros, about this. The Astros were the victim of it. The Cardinals are the ones who were doing the cheating here. So, what had happened was, um, this guy, I think it's Kevin Correa, but what happened was he left the Astros and then went to work for the Cardinals. Chris Correa. He still had the passwords from when he worked for the Astros and logged into all of the Astros databases and got all their analytical projects and analyses and everything like that, got their scouting reports and everything, and he was just... did it multiple, multiple times. I think he did it up to 50 times, just looking through it. So he had all the inside info on this team because, I mean... This is hilarious because, like, if you're the Astros, like, how did you not change the password when this guy left? 
he becomes the GM of the Cardinals, and you're just like, oh. I completely forgot about yeah. that. I completely forgot. Sorry, he wasn't the GM. He was the scouting director, Chris Correa. Still. But, like, How do you, he yeah. had their email. Like, that's that's just hysterical. I, 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 hysterical? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I just think it's so funny that in such a large scale like that, where uh, a multi, a billion dollar franchise like that, and the guy had the passwords to all their databases, so he, boop. Didn't Lock, he go to jail? Running. Yeah, he went to jail for it. Yeah, it was the whole thing. <laughs> that's crazy. So that's my number four. My number three is, you just mentioned it, Spygate. Uh, like I said, this the Patriots got caught for it. I'm sure they've done it multiple times. They might still be doing it in some form. Uh, yeah, they were filming the Jets practices. Typical Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, cheating, BS. That's my number three. Yeah, and yet they are... The greatest dynasty in yeah. NFL history. And, look what winning does. Winning makes everything go away. It really is true. Then nobody cares about it anymore. Yep. All right. So my number three is the Black Sox scandal. What? Well, that's fine. Yeah. It better be fine. The Black Sox scandal, which happened in the 1919 World Series in which they threw the World Series. The Chicago White Sox threw the World Series against the Cincinnati Reds in exchange for money from a gambling syndicate. Yeah. Crazy. The mob. The mob. The mob. Uh, could you... I mean, we kind of had something like that with that um, that referee in the NBA. Yeah. Who was betting on games, and he went to jail. Yeah. I forgot his name. He's, he's all good now, though. Yeah. He's, like, around in the right. media. He wrote a book. Yeah. He did a movie about him. But this is insane. You always, I always hear about it, like, from here and... But I never, like, actually knew exactly what right. it was until a few years ago. Because I was young. Guys guys got suspensions. Shoeless Joe Jackson was involved in that. Yep. Crazy. So that is my number three. My number two is Pete Rose, who is banned completely from the Hall of Fame, from anything that has to do with baseball, because he was betting on games while ma- – he was manager and player at the time, yeah. right? Yeah. He was betting on games, but he was betting on his team. But Major League Baseball saw it as, right. you know, dirty and bad. Right. And, yeah, he was wrong. But to ban him from the Hall of Fame, to ban him, you know, from being part of baseball's history is so wrong. He's the all-time leader in hits. Right. 4,000. How much? Like 4,296 4, or yep. something like that. So it's, it's really a disgrace that they what they've done to him, and they should let him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're about to let a guy's – you know, with, steroid, with steroids in the Hall of Fame, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it, I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame as well. Hall of Fame too, yeah. So that is my number two. Um, my number two is the Houston Astros sign ceiling scandal. Uh, we definitely know enough about this. The Astros were caught in 2017. Now, there's been speculation that it was also in 2018, 2019. I'd like to speculate myself about that. Um, but the Astros were caught banging trash cans, videotaping the signs, and relaying them via trash can. I mean, like, when I look back at this, like, how the hell did they get this by people in this day and age? I don't like, know how, how it obvious worked. obvious could it have been? I'm confused on how it actually worked. What do you mean? How they were able to bang on trash cans for them to be able to hear it. Yeah, I know. Like, Andy Martino, who's a reporter for SMY, just wrote a book about it. I'm actually going to... It's called Cheated. Yeah. Give him a plug there. You know, a lot of people are going to go buy it. Send some money, Andy. Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna buy the book though. I'm gonna read it. Yeah. I'm very interested to like really go in depth. Well, I just bought a, book, a Mets book actually. Really? Yeah. What's Mike Puma. Um, Bunch if of these, idiots if these, playing baseball. Yeah, actually, if these walls could talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've actually heard of that. Um, in in 2017, and that's how they did it. They're banging trash cans. And how did no one notice? Like, hear that? Like. Oh, why is there a trash can banging? I know they didn't do it every game for nine innings, but, you know, how, why, why is somebody banging a trash can right now? I believe in the buzzers. This is my number one. Yeah. I believe in, in the buzzers and that they were cheating past 2017 and 2018 and right. 2019. And the way they handled it, the way it was handled was by Major League that. Baseball. Such a joke. You know, it was a joke, and there was one way to handle this. You know how I feel. Take the title away. Don't suspend it, anybody. Don't fine them. Don't yeah. do anything. Just take that title away. It'll hurt more than anything else. It's unbelievable that that's still standing. I mean, there probably would have been a lot of lawsuits, but still. They should have just done whatever they could. And Rob Manfred has done a lot of damage to the sport. He would have gained a lot of respect yeah. if he just would have done he that. He lost a lot of respect when he called the World Series trophy a piece of metal. That also. Well, it was a piece of metal if yeah. he wasn't going to take it away from cheaters. I mean, uh, Joe Kelly served more suspension time than any player on the Astros. But <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that's nine number two. And my number one, you mentioned it, the 1919 Chicago White Sox. Um, that's were they why. in Chicago at that time? Yeah. I think they were. Um, That's why you look yeah, they were offered $100,000 from the mob to lose the World Series. I mean, how, like, I can't even wrap my brain around that. Like, imagine playing, the times were just so different back then. This is literally 100 years ago. Imagine playing baseball the whole year. You're with your team. You want to win the championship. But clearly, they didn't want to win that bad. And then they say, <laughs> hey, we want you, uh, we're running a, a gambling scandal. Here's $100,000 to lose the World Series. And they're like, okay. I mean, no problem. Crazy. I mean, obviously back then athletes weren't as uh, well off that players are now, um, and that's not just because of inflation; it's just the popularity of the sport. But still, that's I can't wrap my head around that. I know. So just to recap, my top five was Spygate, Deflategate, Black Sox scandal, Pete Rose, and the Astros sign stealing scandal. Mine's. I didn't put Pete Rose because I didn't like. It wasn't exactly cheating to me. Like it didn't really affect the outcome to yeah. me. But, but it's whatever. Um, Deflategate five, Cardinals scandal four, Spygate three, Houston Astros two, and Black Sox one. See, we I knew baseball was going to dominate this list because mo when you think about cheating stories, baseball is the first thing you think of because it's a sport where a lot of secretive stuff is done. You have the signs, you have stuff like that, you have. Like we said, gripping the ball and everything. So it's 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 easier to cheat in a sport like that. Basketball, you know, we mentioned the ref, but... How else are you going to cheat? Yeah. Same thing with hockey. I was reading a couple of stories, but it wasn't anything crazy. Nothing worth to be put on yeah. this list. Let's get to some questions. I'm excited for this. We have some questions asked by a couple of our friends. Our Which one do you want to do first? We'll do Matt's one first. Yeah, we'll do that. So our friend Matthew Smithwick... He asks, how do you feel about the Mets and Steve Cohen not letting the players wear the black jerseys? Well, this is simple. The Mets aren't allowed to wear the black jerseys for one reason and one reason only. It's just with licensing agreement and Nike and Major League Baseball. When you want to have a new uniform or bring back an old uniform, it takes like 
longer and it's a bigger process than you actually think. So there's a lot of people that actually think the Wilpon started it because if Cohen is correct in the Mets being able to use it by the end of the year in September and in the playoffs, hopefully, then it had to have gotten started when the Wilpons were in charge. So he was a part owner. I don't know if he had anything to do with it, but it, they said by the end of the year, it's just licensing and major league baseball. Even if it's baseball. a previously worn jersey, they can't do it. Like, yeah. Because they used to wear those, obviously. Well, Ni- rollback, whatever you want to call it. Nike is also, you know, right. Nike never they made were, the jersey. Yeah, that's true. So hopefully, I mean, tomorrow, Friday night, DeGrom, Padres will be a perfect, you know, more fans in the stadium. Yeah. Be a perfect night. Maybe they'll surprise everybody. I don't know. <gasps> our next question comes from our friend Dennis, who said, with Julio Jones going to the Titans, I want to hear your guys top five wide receiver duos in the NFL or top five pass catching duos. So we're going to do top five pass catching duos. Mm-hmm. So quick list right here. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You can go first. All right. My, the whole thing. my number five was DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. My number four was Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Number three, my boys, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Love me some Justin Jefferson. Number two, I put Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. And number one was Tyree Kill and Travis yeah, Kelsey. Literally the same exact Are you like serious? Five, literally look right here. Wow. Same exact list. That's <laughs> I mean, it's kind of obvious. I, I think the only one you can maybe argue is say DK and Lockett over Edmonds and Godwin, but or maybe say Woods and Cup slipping at number five, but uh, I don't know. I think I think we got them right there. We I just asked you before we were when we were on the break, I said, Do you want to just do a joint list? And yeah. you're like, No, make your own list. Yeah, make your own well, list. It's well, the same. We yeah. could have done the joint list. We could have just done the Yeah. I, listen, I'm starting to feel like slightly like a little different about like I don't think the trade for Jones is bad. I just don't think it's gonna help the team. It's gonna help much. the team that much. They're I think they're a I thought they were a borderline playoff team before yeah. the trade, and I still think that. Yeah. They're gonna be really good on offense, but they're not gonna be able to defend anybody. No. I think Hill and Kelsey is like the clear-cut number one. Oh, I yeah. mean, A.J. Brown is, it, it can certainly cement himself as like a top eight receiver this I year. I love A.J. Brown. That. He's great. But Tyreek Hill's a top five, arguably top three receiver in the NFL right now. And Travis Kelsey is probably the best. He's the best pass-catching tight end. I mean, Kelsey might be, some people would say, the better all-around. He's a really good blocker and everything. But the best pass-catching tight end. And literally, if he keeps this up, maybe the best pass catching tight end ever. If with Tony Gonzalez, he has a chance. There, he's setting records. I think he had, didn't he have the most yards by a tight end ever? Yeah, and he was he had he had led the league in yards. If it, it was either the year before or last season, the year before last or last season, like he led the whole league in yards at one point. Yeah. Unbelievable how good this guy is. So, yeah. So, again, please send us questions. Obviously, we got the voicemails up now. Send us voicemails. Send us emails, questions. DM us. We love to answer questions like this as we record. It's a lot of fun. So, thank you to Matt and Dennis. Um, Let's get into some other news here. The Islanders, our boys, diehards over here. Stop saying our boys. Beat the Boston Bruins in six games. On Wednesday night, they will advance to the semifinals against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That will start Sunday at 3 o'clock. 
Exciting game. Watch out. Watch out, Tampa Bay. Watch out, Tampa Bay. Yeah, you don't scare me, Nikita Kucherov. You think you're scary? I've been, like, doing my little scouting here. I've been asking around. And apparently there's no shot again. The yeah, Islanders well, are winning. So that's we'll what see. They said the last time. That's what they said the last couple Listen, times. I think the Islanders match up well against everybody. That's, they, that's just the way when you have the best coach in the league, it, it helps you. You know, he kind of looks like your dad. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah, a little bit. No shot. Like, if your dad went bald, he's much. a little chubbier. He, a lot chubbier. Yeah, because he's, 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 he's really chunky. round. Yeah, Not he, that he's, he's chunky. He's just, like, got a round body. Yeah. Let me see. I don't. I don't think you're. Right. I don't think you're right at all. He kind of looks like one of my uncles, though. <laughs> okay, it's pretty close. Oh yeah, to my dad. Yeah, my uncle. That I'm barely related to. Your dad's brother. No, not my uncle like that. My oh, like grandma's uncle. brother. Oh, that doesn't even count. I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, no, I don't see it. I'm sorry. Uh, that was a weird yeah. comparison. Uh, I see it. Yeah, well... How about Adam Pellick? 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 I think Pellich. it's Pellick. Pellick. Yeah, I think it's Pellick. Whatever. He's defenseman on the outers. He's literally, like, emerging as, like, a star. Like, he's been phenomenal. He had one of the nastiest hip checks I've ever seen in my life yesterday. He literally lifted the dude just by sticking his ass out. The Islanders are getting great play. They are. Everywhere. They're disciplined on offense... They're stingy on defense, and they have great play from both goaltenders. Yeah. When, you know, whichever one's starting, they've both been it good. It seems like they trust Varlamov a little more. Yes, and he's been better yeah. in the postseason. But Sorokin is no... No, he's no joke. No joke. And he's the future, but we're talking about now. The killer and, bees. The bees are killing. And this is all without Anders Lee. Yeah. Kyle Palmieri is here to replace him, but... Mm-hmm. And I was asking... Again, a few of our friends, if Anders Lee was playing, how much of a difference would it make? And they said, yeah, he's, he's a stud. Right. But they're getting it done. second best player. Yeah. Maybe their best. He's their captain. Yeah. So, the Islanders, again, they'll start that series Sunday at 3 o'clock. Weird time. Yeah. Weird time. I don't like that at all. And what else is going on around the hockey world? The Knights. The Knights. The Knights won. Crazy. They won four straight yeah. after going down 2-0. People, after that 7-1 win for the Avalanche, they were like, this is the hottest team in hockey. Like, they're going to the cup. Like. Well, last season, too, when they were in the bubble, they were scoring goals like crazy, yeah. and everybody said that's going to be the team that wins it. Yeah. And it wasn't. Right. And this season, same thing. They were great in the regular season, and they just... Nothing. Right. They got off to the 2-0 lead, and that was it. And I remember that 7-1 game. It I was like, wow, like nobody's going to beat them. All that momentum and just came crashing down. Yep. Well, this will be exciting now. So you got the Canadians, Knights, and the Lightning, and the Islanders. That's your final four. The Canadians are getting amazing play from yeah. Carey Price, and that's yeah. the reason why they're there. Which that's is that's going to be an interesting series. No, I'm sure if you did preseason picks for the the semifinals, you would not pick Canadians versus the Golden Knights. No, not at all. Especially not the Canadians. The, the Golden Knights, maybe. Yeah, I think people are expecting the Golden Knights to get bounced out in the second round. I think and that the, was the expectation. And they got unlucky with their matchup in the second round. Yeah. And they still overcame that, and that's impressive. And, yeah, the Canadians, listen, if Carey Price is going to continue to play the way he is, they're going to win that. They, they have a real good shot at winning that series. Right. Adam Pellick's only 26 years old, too. Wow. So, they got young talent. We know how young Barzell is. Yep, that is good and, for uh, them. And the old uh, Ageless Wonder, Josh Bailey, still killing it. 
been on the team for like 10 years. Dude, I went to an Islander game, the first Islander game I've ever been to. I had no idea what was going on, whatever. I had I got a Josh Bailey t-shirt, and I swear to you, I was like, I had to be like 9 or 10. So I was like, wait a minute, like, year after year, I was just like, so Josh Bailey's still on the team, he's still on the team. He's like their Brett Gardner, like, he's just been there forever. Yeah. I, good for him. Good for him. A lot of teams have those kind of guys. Yeah. Anyways. Who's the Mets guy for that? Well, I don't know. There's not a lot right now. No. There's really nothing. Familia? Not on the offensive side. Yeah, maybe Familia. Conforto? No. 2015? No. No. DeGrom? DeGrom, probably. Yeah, 20, DeGrom? 2014? 2014? I don't There's not a lot. There's they a have, new bunch here. Is it, mean, it's a new bunch. They had David Wright and then sent him to the nursing home. Okay. Take a shot at David Wright. No, n- literally not one reason to take a shot at David Wright. Let's move on. NBA. Nets lose. I've never seen a weirder basketball game in my entire Bizarre. life. I, the the final score of this game. It was literally a 3v3 or a 3v2. Like, all the scoring came from uh, Kyrie, KD, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and then a little bit from, was it, what's the guy's name? Bruce, Bruce Brown, Brown is a Bruce beast. Brown. Yeah. Beast. The Nets lose 86-83. If you looked at... I, we were at Miller's Alehouse watching the end of this game. And my friend had... It was like 74-70. And one of my friends goes... The TV was far away. He goes, what quarter is it? He goes, the third. He didn't even look yeah. at the quarter. He yeah. just looked at the number. They're like, guys, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They're like, what? And I was like, yes, yeah, in the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. The Nets had scored 11 points in the first quarter. They were down 19. And then they went on a 19-3 run to start the second quarter. Bruce Brown had like eight of those. He went on an 8-0 run himself and got them back in the game, but it wasn't enough. Clearly, 86-83 loss. Like you said, the, the first quarter, the Bucks scored 30 points, and 15 points were scored by Giannis, and 15 points were scored by Chris Middleton. That's how that went. Very nice. Right, very nice. So the Nets. I mean, go for the Bucks. They got a. They got a, oh, a game. This is. I still think this is Nets in five. But. Well, you said Nets in six. Yeah, I know, but that was after uh, the Nets were looked like. You we're know, winning by forty nine in was, game it was two. Space Jam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was the game that the uh, the Bucks were going to win. Yeah, hundred percent. This was the. Uh, the Nets aren't going to score eighty three points in a game again. No. They'll I was. Do that. They'll have that in a, in, in a half. If I told you that. In the first half, the Bucks held Kyrie and Durant to combine 17 points. You would say, oh, my God, they're going to win the game. Like, easily. And they didn't. It was a close game. So, the the, Net, the Nets have been playing good defense, though. I don't know if this is Giannis and Middleton not stepping up, or is it the Nets actually playing good defense. But I just think KD's unguardable, too, with Giannis. Like, Giannis is Defensive Player of the Year. He's got the size, and you just can't guard KD. But that's the thing. Like The impressive part about this is that, yes, nobody can guard KD. But nobody can guard Giannis on that team. There's not one guy that can even contain him. Giannis should go for 30 points, 20, 30 points easily a night. So this will be interesting to see how many points they win by next game. The Nets. They're going to be on the road, so. We'll see, though. I'm excited for Game 4. That'll be Sunday. Sunday is Game 4. I know that for a fact. The Jazz, who won Game 1 against the Clippers, are up 93-86 right now. It's the end of the third quarter, so it's already a higher scoring game than the Bucks and the Nets. 
Mike Connolly hasn't played. Really? They won game one, and he, they're, they're winning here in game two by seven. That's kind of something, missing their point guard. The Jazz, listen, they're, they're the one seed. They're proving that they're a really good team, and I really want to see a Jazz Suns uh, semifinals. I think that'll be a really, really fun series. Don't think you're going to have to worry about that. Yeah. With the way the Suns are playing? Yeah, the Suns look phenomenal. And they're dominating. Yeah. Dominating the Nuggets. They have they, so much great depth, the Suns. I think that's such an underrated part of their team. They got my boy Jay Crowder. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what? Oh, my boy. I've, had, my boy I've had enough of you just Everybody's getting... Everybody's your boy. If you're okay, your what boy, do you want me to say? They got Jay Crowder, a good player. Not they got my boy Jay Crowder. Okay, fine. Everybody's your boy. There's no point. There's no value in being your boy now. Okay, yeah. You should know. Oh, okay. Uh, Phoenix won 123-98 the other night. Chris Paul is so good. Yeah. 17 points, 15 assists. He's been re- uh, obviously he a great pickup for them. I, I'm i kind of rooting for him. I think I'm rooting for Chris Paul. Yeah, I think I'm it's going to I think it's gonna be the Jazz. I think the Jazz are a better team. They play better defense they shoot the ball incredibly well they can get hot and get really hot but i think it's gonna be jazz yeah but i'm rooting for chris paul okay chris paul my guy jazz nets that's what you're thinking yeah all right jazz nets and that's in what five Oof, really yeah i don't i don't see i don't see how anybody can beat them more than yeah. once in a series i think it'll kind of happen like this right where they we might need to lose get rid again. of the Nets somehow. We need to blow it up after this year because the NBA playoffs were actually really entertaining last year. Like it was a lot of competitive teams and that you know who was gonna win. We had a, you know the Lakers were really good, but it wasn't like set in stone. This Nets championship feels like Warriors stuff, like type. You know, but yes, but at the same time, no. I kind of feel like we're just waiting for it to happen. Because it's just they're new. I think that's why yes, but no. Like we haven't seen them do it before, but we know it's gonna happen. Like, I guess. Don't want to, we, I guess there, there's just that little thing in the back of our mind that says, "I don't know. They haven't done it before." It's the what Brooklyn Nets. Happens? It's the Nets. Yeah. It's not a you know big time franchise like that. Our um our pick the Hawks didn't look so good the other night. Yeah. They lost to the 76ers and they got off to a terrible start. The Hawks they're down 23 to six at one point. That's good. So that'll not help. That will not help our little prediction there. The Sixers fans were doing the Trey Young's balding chant. Good. I mean, Ste- stealing uh, our chant. Yeah. Stop. Oh my god. Stealing our chant. Oh the, uh, yeah. We. The right. Sixers beat the Hawks 118 Who to 102. Who are you rooting for right now? What's your team? The Nets. The Nets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm rooting for the Nets. Yeah. Right Nets, now. Knicks, Lakers, Pelicans. I might you be were going the, to were you on the Grizzlies at one point too. No, I was, like I was never on the the Hornets. Oh, okay. The Hornets. Yeah. Lamelo well, Ball. I might be going to a Nets Eastern Conference Finals game. Oh, really? We'll see, yeah. You know, we'll see what Don't the ticket prices look like. Yeah? Yeah. Um, you going with James Harden out to the strip club? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll go out to Harlem yeah, after. Not, yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a good night. You got the security team with you? I'll be in his security detail. It'll be good. I'll be good. He, he, <laughs> Bruce Brown went on his 8-0 run. So then, obviously, the Bucks call timeout. This dude's in, like, the weirdest button-down shirt I've ever seen in my life. His mask is like, his mask is over his nose, but it's not covering his mouth, so it's all scrunched up, and he runs on the court screaming and yelling. It was so funny. I'm like, this guy looks like an idiot. I, I like Harden though. Yeah. I think I think I would get along with Harden. 
Really? Yeah. Would he be your boy? He might be yeah. my boy. I don't know. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. So that'll do it with the the NBA. Um, again, we're in the fourth quarter with the Jazz. Maybe the Jazz will lock it up. Head to LA up 2-0. It's late. Yeah. It's really late. This is a late recording time. It's right? a late recording time. It's actually we're, Friday right it's now. It's Friday right now. I'll be at the Met game later in the day. I absolutely cannot wait. Yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah? Yeah. Grab some tickets. So, again, please send us emails. Send us voicemails. We'd love to answer them on next week's episode. Episodes. Uh, We will be recording on Monday. We'll send it out on our social media pages. But we'll be recording on Monday, out Tuesday. So, hopefully, we hear from you guys. Anything to say? Nope. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yes, definitely. Have a good weekend. Let's go, Mets.